0: Hi there, I'm Dean Heskin, President and CEO of Swiss American Trading Corporation. Uh, You are tuned in to our podcast, The Secret War on Cash, where we take a look at what's taking place in the uh, world of geopolitical, uh, the world of our ever so changing financial markets and anything else that might pertain to you, your money, your pocketbook, etc. I have with me my frequent co-host, Chris Agalestos. Good morning, Chris. How are you?
1: Doing well. Thank you.
0: Great to have you again, and thanks for joining us. Um, Today, let's talk about banking. It was almost a year ago that some would say the kickoff to our banking crisis, um, which we're up to our neck in right now, was taking place with the closure of the Silicon Valley Bank. And the concern was that as the story began to unfold, there were endless discussions about how this might just be the tip of the iceberg uh-huh. Um, when it comes to these banks and some of the problems, the closures, et cetera, we now know that concern was indeed an accurate one. Uh, the thing, the, the, the thing is, the problem with the banks is not just bad commercial uh, loans or bad residential loans, which we've been hearing quite a bit, a lot, quite a bit about. Excuse me here recently, but fraud is up. Accounts are being closed with little to no explanation. Uh, monies are just literally disappearing out of people's accounts. And, and these are just mm-hmm. some of the problems. Now, yeah. just recently, New York Community Bank Corp was uh, cut to junk status by Moody's. You'll see that in the, uh, uh, the article that's on your screen or in the link if you're uh, tuning in. It's reported that 33% of deposits are uninsured. And that's a problem because I think most of us, we put our money in the bank and we have come to understand that, you know, there's insurance on that money. I'm not personally familiar with, nor do I use this bank, but this has become an all too familiar story as of late. Chris, tell us a little more about exactly what happened here with New York Community Bank Corp.
1: Yeah. So, you know, one of the big, uh, big things, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's more than one thing, but obviously the one of the biggest factors is actually uh, commercial loan losses, which, you know, we've uh, talked about on here before. Uh, Obviously I think everybody knows since COVID um, there's, uh, you know, been quite a bit of a challenge in commercial real estate, um, you know, a lot of empty uh, buildings and uh, if, if people aren't in them and landlords aren't getting paid, uh, guess what? Eventually the bank's not going to get paid. And and that's a big part of this. They they came out and reported some big commercial loan losses. And uh, so what, you know, uh, what happens there, right? It starts to snowball. Well, that means that they're going to have low earnings. Um, so if, if a company isn't making money, a publicly traded company, one of the things that they will have to do is cut dividends. And in this case, they, they had to cut dividends by about two thirds. So you know, people that are, uh, let's say in retirement and investing in uh, stocks to get uh, income to live off of, they rely on those dividends. So if all of a sudden the stock is paying two thirds less than it used to, um, you know, the the stock becomes less attractive and all of a sudden you have people getting out and, and people selling the stock. Well, uh, what does that further do? Uh, you know, it complicates uh, the finances of the company, and uh, all of a sudden they have less uh, less funds uh, in house, and uh, now we find out that uh, approximately a third of the uh, deposits that they have there, that clients have deposited in that bank, are not covered by FDIC. So it's sort of a, a snowball effect. You know, as this news comes out. Uh, it just keeps building steam, and now you know they're at a point where uh, Moody's downgraded them, and uh, it looks you know very likely that that they could fail any day now. I mean, they may be able to pull it out, you know. It's uh, you know there's still time Hopefully. to to tell, but yeah, this is just another example of um, you know some some of these commercial uh, losses. In this case, I mean, it could be other things for other banks depending on what they're invested in, but how this can snowball and all of a sudden a bank that was uh, sound not long ago is on the on the verge of collapse. Yeah, I mean, it's it's absolutely amazing to me the uh, amount of
0: bleeding that the banking industry has experienced in. Um, granted, I mean, I if you look at the number of banks out there, it's I don't even know if you'd call it a small percentage. I'm watching CNBC. It, I believe it was yesterday. Uh, you're talking several hundred in comparison to several thousand. But by the same token, you know, the banking community and industry is so interconnected. And mm-hmm. I think the, the, the concern is that the, the problems that we're hearing about, it's, it's not as though it's just isolated to the bank in question or the bank we're talking about, in this case, New York Community Bank Corp. Um, it's just these are the ones that are being highlighted right now. These are the ones that are in the spotlight right now. But if we did take a deeper look. You know, into other banks out there, mm-hmm. might we find this same thing? And in fact, on that note, as we take a, a little deeper look into this situation with New York uh, Community Bank Corp, what's interesting is it would appear that this recent shift in their financial disposition was c- kind of somewhat prompted uh, after talks with a regulator. And after yeah. reading this article, I'm still not sure. I entire. I, I I'm still not sure. I'm entirely sure what that means. I read through Mm -hmm. it a few times and was still left with questions in my mind. And really, Chris, the biggest takeaway for me is that the regulators were, to whatever extent, aware of the fact there were problems and nothing was really being done about it. Now, this being said, what's really tragic is the fact that there were a lot of shareholders who lost a lot of money in this reversal of this bank's valuation. Was this something that investors knew about? And do you think that regulators could have done something to either prevent the fallout or at least taper it off a bit?
1: Yeah, well, what, what's interesting about this, and, and I had to dig into it too, because, you know, the, the bank name kind of sounded familiar, but I wasn't overly familiar with them, right? So uh, I start digging into it and I, I found out that this, uh, this bank, New York uh, Community Bank Corps, they are the primary purchaser of Signature Bank, which um, failed uh, right after the Silicon Valley Bank last March, right? So Signature Bank uh, uh, went under, uh, New York Community uh, Bank Corps went in and bought the majority of their assets. And um, so the first thing that came to mind is, well, if, if um, regulators you know uh, knew that there were some issues with this bank, why would they let them go in and buy a failing bank, uh, you know, that, sure. that obviously was struggling and now add to the, the pile of, of problems. Um, and, uh, and so then after purchasing this bank, right, the regulators all of a sudden started keeping a closer eye on them because now they're a much bigger bank. And so what did they say? They said, well, now you guys are so big, you need more reserves, so even though you just, uh, you know, spent a lot of money purchasing this other bank, you need to come up with more capital and, and keep bigger reserves um, to, to make us happy. And, um, you know, I wonder, you know, had this info not come out, maybe the bank would be okay. Uh, I mean, certainly they're, they're suffering some losses, right? But I, I don't know if they, they would have failed. And it, and it just goes to show you that, you know, public confidence is really what holds not only the banking system, but but also our currency. You know, the dollar, or any companies, or a company, excuse me, countries' uh, currency is just the uh, belief that the people have in it. And as soon as people start to worry, and they worry that the bank is going to fail, or that they're not going to be able to get their deposits out of it, uh, all of a sudden everybody jumps ship, and what what may not have been such a bad situation turns into a uh, complete failure for the bank. And, and this is usually where, you know, uh, you know, I I hate to make a a prediction, but I think if we head down this, this path, I think one of the big banks uh, is going to gobble up this, this uh, smaller, you know, regional bank. And, um, and more and more of these stories are going to come out over the next year or two as smaller regional banks fail. I think the big boys are going to come in, you know, your, your B of A, Chase, um, you know Wells Fargo, they're going to come in and buy these smaller banks. Well, fast forward, you know, maybe five years from now, what are we going to be left with? Um, if if a lot of these smaller banks go under, and most of us now are going to be big uh, banking with, say, the big five, uh, what's going to happen if one of them has trouble? Um, sure. It's going to be a much bigger problem. And we've heard too big to fail, and I think some people think that means the bank is legitimately too big to fail. But what it means is that the government can't afford for the bank to fail because it would cause a, a major problem for the economy. So uh, I think we're, we're in for a lot more of this, unfortunately. And, and uh, could the regulators have done better about you know, uh, releasing the information or watching things sooner? Um, I, I certainly think so. Um, but you, know, you got to wonder, maybe is, is that part of the plan? Release some of this information so that the bigger banks can go in and kind of clean up the messes of the smaller ones. And, um, you know, uh, thin the system out a little bit. I, I, I don't know. Well, and that's
0: and kind of to the point where, you know, what was known or not known. I mean, you would have to believe it's we're just shy of a year ago that Silicon Valley Bank went under. Mm-hmm. And this bank, the New York Community uh, Bank Corp, they're the ones who absorb them. Mm-hmm. I would have to believe you know, or, or I would think they would be hot on the regulator's radar to make sure this yeah. absorption took place properly, that everything mm-hmm. was getting to back in order or what have you. But all of a sudden, in just one, basically one announcement, like you, you mentioned, you know, you're talking about a, a, a massive downgrade. You know, all of these, the the whole script was flipped, if you will. And yep. it, it not only do you have potentially depositors who are at risk or jeopardy in that case. But think mm-hmm. of the shareholders too, you know, and granted, yeah. you know, we invest and we put money into to stocks or companies or businesses with the understanding that there could be risk involved, but there's the reason we do that is because we have some assurances from those people who are responsible for oversight, in this case, the regulators that they're keeping things in check. And you would think, you know, not only the Silicon Valley absorption, but, the 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 now the we'll call it the host bank who is absorbing them uh the regulators would have done a lot of due diligence to make sure that all the all the ducks were in a row so yeah going to be something interesting to watch and continue to develop as we have been you know over the last few months or several months now at this point um but you know it's it's definitely something where as we've said numerous times on this on this program or in this podcast that the, the landscape of banking, banking has probably changed forever. So yeah. thanks, Chris. We look forward to having you on again sometime mm-hmm. soon here. Uh, for those of you tuning in, thank you for doing so. If you have not contacted us and you uh, would like to find out a little bit more about the precious metals market, uh, maybe get our free copy of The Secret War on Cash, which I highly suggest you do, feel free and contact our office at 1-800-289-2646 or visit us online at www.swissamerica.com. If you're not following us on social media, we'd love you to do that as well. And if you're not subscribed to this podcast, please do so. So thanks again, Chris. Look forward to having you again. And for those of you tuning in, have a great rest of your day. We'll see you soon.
1: Take care.